Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 63 is going to be from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10 read, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it, for I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10, we have a repentance of something that took place in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. A man had been fornicating, and they had disfellowshipped him from their presence, and this disfellowship, this rebuking of this brother, led him to come back to them. But not only that, they, you had a whole congregation that was living in sin because they were not doing anything about this brother who was living in sin. He was fornicating, and the congregation there, according to Paul's letter, had not mourned that sin that something might be done about it. And so the entirety of the congregation was sinning. And so Paul wrote to them in 1 Corinthians to to disfellowship this brother and to fix the sin that was going on in the entire congregation. And then in 2 Corinthians, the man repents of it and he comes back. In verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. The purpose of the writing was so that they would repent. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, the Bible says, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears. If you go back to chapter 3 and you look at the last two verses of chapter 3 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. If you go back even further than that to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul told Timothy, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. And so Paul was writing these letters to the young gospel preacher Timothy to help him know how to conduct himself in the house of God. He had that available to him through the scriptures that Paul had written. And that was the same thing that the Corinthians had available to them here, is Paul wrote these letters to them so that they would know how to conduct themselves in the house of God, so that they would know that the scripture is profitable for all things, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good works. So in verse 8, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. 
If Paul had never brought to their attention that they were sinning, they would have never had the opportunity to change their mind and to go in a different direction, to walk away from the sin that was separating them from God, Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, and come back to him to get off the broad path and get on to the narrow path. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. When we help people come back to God and to change their mind about sin and head back to God, repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of directions and direction in one's life. These people here in Corinth, they were going in the wrong direction. They were on the broad path. They needed to change their mind and to get back on the narrow path. In verse 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 7, now... I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. Paul didn't necessarily like to write things that were hard like this. He didn't necessarily like to rebuke people, but he rejoiced in the fact that that rebuke led them to repentance, brought them back to God. They were no longer going down the broad path that was going to lead to destruction, but they had gotten back on to the narrow path, which leads to the Father. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. As long as they were on the broad path heading toward destruction, They were not going to make it to heaven. They needed to repent of heading toward destruction and come back to God. They needed to change their mind about this man. They needed to change their mind about if this man was okay living in the sin that he was living in. And they needed to come back to God. And this man needed to change his mind about the sin. He wasn't okay living in fornication. He was on the broad path leading to destruction. He was taking a lot of people with him. He needed to come back to God. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. This man nor the church could stay in the predicaments that they were in and be faithful to God. They had to change their mind about it, and they had to come back to God. In verse 10, it says, for godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Let's go back and read verse 9 as well. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. You were made sorry in a godly manner. You can be sorry in an ungodly manner as well. So we find out in verse 10, for godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. If you have godly sorrow, it's going to lead to salvation. But if you have ungodly sorrow, it's going to lead to death. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. I'm sorry I got caught. I'm not sorry that I hurt God. I'm not sorry that my sin was hurting God and that I was on the broad path that which leads to destruction. But I'm sorry I got caught. If I could have hid it better, I wouldn't have got caught. And if I could have hit it better, then I could have continued in this sin. Remember in Romans chapter 6 and verse 1, shall, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? This man was a part of the church here at Corinth. He had been baptized. He was supposed to have crucified himself. He was supposed to be dead to sin, but obviously he was not. He needed to 
put the world to death to him so that he could come back to God. And that's exactly what he did because Paul preached to him, because Paul told him he did something wrong. If Paul would have never written 1 Corinthians and told them that they were doing something wrong, they would have never had an opportunity to have godly sorrow in their life. In Jonah, we have Nineveh repenting. But Jonah had to go to Nineveh. He had to go and preach to Nineveh. Now, we know that Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh and that he fled and tried to get away from having to go to Nineveh and preach to them because they were Gentiles. He didn't particularly want to preach to Gentiles because he knew they would repent. And so he fled and wound up being swallowed by a big fish. And then after that, he went on into Nineveh. And in Jonah chapter 4, verses 6 through 10, the Bible says, Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, sat in ash, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hand. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. You see, God was going to destroy Nineveh if they did not repent, but they did. Godly sorrow produced repentance in Nineveh. And they came back to God. But Jonah had to preach to them. Jonah had to tell them that what they were doing was wrong, just as Paul had to write 1 Corinthians so that he could say in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 8, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. You see, Paul had to preach to them. If we're not preaching to the world, then we're not giving them the opportunity to repent and change their mind and come back to God. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to, re- to a changing of direction in one's life. We need to be helping people come to God. Nineveh needed to, he- needed to hear the gospel preached so that they could come back. And God forgave them. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants everyone to come to repentance. And in verse 10 of Jonah chapter 4, we see that God forgave them when they repented. Then God saw their works, what they had done. They had sit in sackcloth and ash, and they were sorry. They had godly sorrow, not worldly sorrow. They weren't sorry that they got caught. They were sorry that they had hurt God. And in verses 9 and 10, it says, Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. And Acts chapter 17 Verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, Truly this time of ignorance God once overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, for he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man, Jesus Christ. 
You see, God has pointed a day when he's going to judge the world in righteousness. In Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, it says, I tell you, nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. If we do not repent of sin, if we do not have godly sorrow in our lives, when we have sin in our lives, and allow it to produce repentance in our life, and a changing of mind that brings us back to God, then we're going to perish just as Nineveh would have perished if they had not repented. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. If godly sorrow had not produced repentance in the people at Corinth, then they would have been in trouble. Because in verse 10 of chapter 7, it says, But the sorrow of the world produces death. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God offered that gift to Nineveh through Jonah, and they accepted it. But did you know that there was a time later that Nineveh was not going to accept the <clears throat> gift that was going to be offered to them? They would fall away from God again, and God would give them another opportunity to come back to him, but they would not do it. And his vengeance would be taken out upon them in Nahum, Chapter 2 and verse 13, Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall be heard no more. And so Nahum, one of the minor prophets, was sent to them to have them repent. Just as Jonah, one of the minor prophets, was sent to them, and they repented the first time, they did not repent the second time in Nahum chapter 3 and verse 5, the Bible says, Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will lift your skirt over your face. I will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdom your shame. You see, Nineveh chose not to repent this time as they did the first time when the king tore his clothes and sat in sackcloth and ash and made a declaration that they were going to come back to God. That didn't happen this time, and God took his wrath out upon them. So repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. That didn't happen for Nineveh the second time as it did the first time. How are we going to act when God comes to us with his word and he says we need to repent? In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We can either be like Nineveh the first time and repent at the preaching of Jonah, or we can be like Nineveh the second time and be stubborn and say, no, I'm not going to repent. And God will take his vengeance out upon us. Luke 13, 3 and Luke 13, 5, I tell you, nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. God expects us to repent. He expects us to come back to him. He expects us to change our mind against sin and return to him. Repentance is a changing of mind that leads to a changing of direction in one's life. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8-10. through 10. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceived that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. 
This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.